Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. I'm Lee. I'm Eddie. And this is episode 15, season 2. Isn't it 16? No, it's 15. I don't believe you. Check it. I'm checking it. It's happening right now. Oh! Eat those words. Oh. <laughs> episode... Welcome to Crime Time. It's episode 16, season 2. You can't pretend that never happened. Watch me. Ooh, watch me. Watch me. So this week we're going to be talking about Andrew Piper's The Only Child. We're going to be talking about Clever Man. And we're going to be talking about the mystery of the century, I would say. A contemporary mystery. A contemporary listeners. mystery. That's it's happening right. as we speak. As we speak. Uh, and that is the Bitcoin mystery. But before we start, I was watching a talk show recently. Mm-hmm. And there was an actress, I actually forget who it was, but she uh, was playing an Australian character. Uh-huh. And she said that in order to get the Australian accent, she listened to a bunch of podcasts. Ooh. So shout out to any celebs who are <laughs> tuning in right now, trying to get the perfect Australian accent. We're happy to be of assistance. Yeah. So we're just going to go through some Australian slang for you. Oh, yeah. I did not know this was coming. Yeah, I just... I sh- off the cuff, you Go know ahead. what I'm saying? I'm yeah. just, all right, so ready? I'm going to say a term mm-hmm. and you explain what that term is. Okay. Gone. Gone, mate. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Go do it. Yeah. Come on. Or like an encouraging kind of right? tone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually positive. Like, gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gone. Go get the milk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you can do it. Gone. Gone. <laughs> Dry as a dead dingo's dunger. That is rude. <laughs> it literally just means the first word of that saying. Yeah, it just means dry. Dry. Yeah. yeah. Really dry. Yeah. yeah, nah. I love this one. Yeah, what does it mean? Well, sometimes people get confused because you're saying, yeah, nah. But it's like when you're like, oh, yeah, that's all right. But nah, I don't really want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if someone's like, oh, you want to you wanna go out tonight? Yeah, nah. So if an Australian says, yeah, nah to you, they're saying, no, they don't want to go on a date with right, you. Right, right. And it might be confusing because you think they're saying, yeah, but they're actually saying, nah. nah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next one. All right. Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. No, that's the opposite. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like. So if someone's like. Oh, you wouldn't want to do that, would you? Nah, yeah. Nah, yeah. Like, nah, you're wrong. I do. I do want to do that. Fully. Yeah. Fully. Fully. Is that Australian? I think so, yeah. That just means like, yeah, totally, mate. Yeah. (laughs) Fully. (laughs) Fully. And the last one. Ooh, lay it on me. Smirnalex. That isn't a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So should we just kick off after that fantastic introduction? Yeah. Well, you're welcome, celebs. Ah, it's Okay. You all know, listeners know, you know, I love Andrew Piper. That's true. I remember one time I came over and you were hiding your uh, full-size cutout of Andrew Piper. Don't bring that up on the radio. (laughs) Gosh, that's private. (laughs) Goes in the cupboard when people are around. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, I love Andrew Piper. He's done some really good books. Can you list some? Uh, well, in particular, the one I talked about a few months ago was The Demonologist. Right? We loved The Demonologist. Yes, yes, we did. So it was about a story of a guy. He's a demonologist, but uh, he studies theology and demonology, but he, he doesn't come from a religious perspective. He right. comes from, I don't know, like a historical, socio-cultural kind of perspective. Right, fully, fully. Yeah. yeah. He gets called to Venice to investigate something. Maybe it's a demon, maybe it's not. He goes on this road trip with his daughter. It's probably a demon on a gondola. It was just a scary story. It was was well written it was immersive i loved it i think i yeah. gave it like five out of five yeah would you say you peed 
agent P. That's not something that you do. <laughs> and I'd like to apologize to every cinema I've ever seen a scary film in. Have I told you about once when I was in a cinema and a, a mouse got up on the seat next to me? What? Yeah. Okay. So I was going through a relationship breakup. Right. Okay. And I was like, what's the only thing I like doing? Going to the movies. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say chasing pigeons. That's B. That, right, that's the okay, second okay, thing right, I love doing. Right. Yeah. So the cinema's yeah. closed, chase a pigeon. Yeah, but if the cinema's open, I go to the cinema. Right, okay. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So I went to the cinema and I bought, you know when you sneak in food into the cinema? Right, yeah. So I snuck in like hot food. Mate. I know, I'm a rule breaker. I'm a You're law a rebel. breaker. I'm a rebel. I was, it was sitting next to me on the seat. I was watching this crappy film and then I see this like mouse dart across in front of me. No. And you know when something happens and you're like... Oh, no, that didn't happen. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just block that. That right? didn't happen. Like if I ever saw Stephen King IRL, yeah. I'd be like, it wasn't real. Yeah, exactly. It was just like that. And then like a few minutes later, I look over to my side, to my seat next to me that no one was in, but my like hot food was there and there was a mouse up on the chair eating it. No! There was. There was, and it was horrible, and I left, and I've been scarred ever since. Jeez. But I heard, I, I don't know if I'm going to ruin life for anyone, but I heard that movie theatres are quite infested with mice. Well, it makes sense, because anytime I've been to a cinema with popcorn and gotten a shock, that popcorn goes everywhere. Exactly. It's like a wonderland for mice. Right? If I was a mouse... You know, screw Ratatouille. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be like hanging out in a kitchen. Yeah. No, I'd be in a cinema. Speaking of Ratatouille, 10 year anniversary. Right? This year. Hello. Congratulations, Ratatouille. Still haven't seen it. It's brilliant. Is it? Yeah, it's great. I hear it's heartwarming. It's beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. Guys, let me know if I should see Ratatouille. We've had 10 years, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Yeah. I mean, I think that technically means I you're allowed to spoil it. That's true. Are you ready? Yeah. No, I'm not going to spoil it. I want you to watch it. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Okay. So, oh, the mouse is dead. He's been dead the whole time. Ratatouille? Yeah. It's actually the chef sees, mouse. The <laughs> chef sees dead mice. Exactly. How did you know that? Oh, I'm just really good at picking them. Uh, no. Okay. So back to Andrew Piper. Right. Right. So he brought out a new book like this month. It was called The Only Child. Wow. You are, you've got your finger on the pulse. I love books. I love crime fiction. I yeah. like to be all over it. Amazing. Yeah. So basic premise there's this main character, Dr. Lily. Right. She is a forensics uh, psychiatrist. Oh, so that's the people who, uh, are, are they like profilers? What, what do they do? So they are the people that, you know, when someone commits a crime, but they're mm-hmm. not held accountable for that crime oh, because right. they're not well mentally. So they plead insanity. But yeah. Well, that's an old term. That doesn't happen anymore. But like, yes. Okay. So they're like, they're not capable of not doing that crime. Right. And if they're out in the community, they might commit that crime again. Oh, uh, okay. Sure, 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 sure. So what you're saying is that television has been giving me outdated terms. Yeah. I've <laughs> one I'm shocked. Yeah. So instead of going to a regular prison, they go to like a psychiatric forensic unit. Okay. Right? And so she works at this and she's like one of the head psychiatrists at this forensic hospital. Intense. Yeah. And it, you know, it plays into all those Hollywood stereotypes of having like, you know, evil criminals that she has to figure out and whatnot. Uh-huh. Like a bit uh, Silence of the Lambsy. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. And so she's, you know, she's seen it all, right? There's okay. nothing that could shock her until one day <gasps> someone comes in having committed a uh, a really weird crime. Okay. Are he, you not going to tell the I'll details? I'll tell you because it's just in the beginning of the book. He t- he tore the ears off another person. Yeah! Like a random person. 
Just walked up and ripped their ears off. Just from behind, ripped them off. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I should have said, but the start of this book really begins when Dr. Lily was a child Uh and her mother was murdered in a cabin and she was there with her. Did her ears get ripped off? Her ears did not get ripped off, but it was decided that the mother was killed killed by a bear. Right. But Lily said that she saw a monster actually devouring her mom, (gasps) that it wasn't a bear that she's known all this time and she's held it with her that her mom was actually killed by a monster. Right. But technically, on the papers, it says a bear. It says a bear. Right. All right. So now she's a forensic psychologist, psychiatrist. Right. And this guy comes in, he's ripped off the ears, and he says, oh, I just did whatever I could to do to get in here because I had to meet you. So he knows her. He knows all this information about her. What? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst meet cute ever. I know. <laughs> just get on Tinder. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you really want to meet someone, maybe send them an email before you rip someone's ears off. There's steps before ripping off someone's right? ears. Just a random yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. So at first she's like, oh, this person is having a psychotic break and they have yeah. like these delusions of grandeur and they whatever. They sound not okay. Yeah. But then really quickly, and this is where the book goes wrong for me. Okay. So great premise, right? Right? Are no, I'm, I'm hooked. Yeah, it sounds great. It's just, Andrew Piper, I love you. I respect you. I'm sorry. I just didn't really like this book. Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen to the, the cutout of Andrew Piper? <laughs> you know, it's going to stay in the cupboard for a while. Oh, yeah. can't even look at it. So my problem with the book is I feel, you know, when I said about the demonologist, mm-hmm. I thought that the male character was really strong mm-hmm. and his relationship with his daughter was one of the, the best things about the novel. Yeah, sure, sure. So you were expecting that same kind of fleshed out, flawed, but real characters yes what we have with dr lily is i just feel like a really weak unfleshed out character right so she's a bit flat yeah she just gets and and weak you know like to become a forensic psychiatrist you've got to go through so much schooling and 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 learn so much and have so much experience that Mm. i just feel like it doesn't speak to her behavior right right so you would say she's about as believable as your cut out of (laughs) interview She just gets really swept up in this story that this person uh-huh. is telling her. Right. And to the point, I won't ruin it. She just gets really swept up and goes on a journey. Right? Okay. So that for you, you were like, love the premise. Just feel like this is a gaping plot hole. Yes. I believe that the character is acting in this mm-hmm, way, but I feel mm-hmm. like a real person in this situation yes. would not behave in this See, way. This is the thing that I often think about with, especially crime because, and, and thriller, mystery, suspense, all of these things. Often you have people responding to things in ways that are a bit unbelievable. Mm. I think it's most effective when those characters have been pushed to it or there's a really understandable reason for them doing something that might seem illogical. Mm. And if that hasn't been effectively put forward Mm. that's when I think it becomes a plot hole that's when I think it becomes difficult to suspend your disbelief like I'm happy to be like oh yeah that's a toad monster attacking people but I'm not happy to be like oh that's a toad monster attacking people and this person's first instinct was to snapchat it you know what I mean yeah yeah. it doesn't make any sense yeah 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 and so there's a there's a there's a situation in the book whereby she's forced to uh, forced into a situation that is meant to give an understanding of why she behaves in this way. Mm-hmm. But you know when someone's being blackmailed and then they respond exactly in the way that the writer wants them to, right. but it's not really believable? Yeah. That's what's happening in this book for me. And I'm sorry, I loved the premise. It was a great idea. I just, I didn't believe it. I didn't buy mm-hmm. it. And it's a supernatural story and I love supernatural. Yeah, fully. Uh, that's not the part that I'm like, that's not believable because I can believe that. Fully. But it just didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I guess that's like returning to that thing is like, it's, I'm happy to accept that the premise of this book is that it exists in a world where this type of supernatural stuff occurs. Mm. What I'm not happy to accept is someone acting in a way that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm happy to accept yeah, paranormal or supernatural elements. I'm not happy to accept internal logic problems. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, people, if you've had a different reading of the book, please get in touch. Let me know. Yeah. Uh, I would love to hear your side of the story. And how many toad monsters out of five? Oh, I'm sorry, but maybe two. I mean, that's fair. It's yeah. a great premise, yeah. but it just didn't grab you. You couldn't believe it. I think that's fair. I'll read the next one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we still love you, Andrew. We still love you, Andrew. Andy. Can I call you Andy? Can Lee call you Andy? Let us know. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Crime Time Pod. So I've been binge watching. Mm-hmm. I think we all know I like a good binge watch. Mm-hmm. And the latest show that I watched all the way through because it premiered the second season uh, a couple of days ago. So I was like, oh, i got to catch up. Yeah. Is Clever Man. Clever Man. So Clever Man is created by Ryan Griffin. Mm-hmm. I think we've spoken really briefly about right? this. Right. But yeah. fill me in. Okay. So let me tell you about Clever Man. It's got a really cute origin. Mm-hmm. So, Like the story, the narrative? No, not the narrative, but the whole concept. Okay. Yep. So Ryan Griffin and his son. So this is real life people. This is real okay, life yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yep. Really love Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <sighs> yep. And, you know, he was like playing with his son, you know, being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And he was just like, you know, why isn't there a, an indigenous Australian superhero? Mm-hmm. You know, because he was like, I would love to be able to play with my son and to have our culture have this kind of amazing representation. Representation, yeah, yeah. 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 And I think you know that really resonates for me. Like as a as a um, young person running into Mulan and being like, what? (laughs) That's so wonderful. So yeah, I can really kind of uh, I guess empathize with that. And so he created Clever Man, which is. Uh, an Aboriginal Australian superhero drama, and it's absolutely gripping. What's what's the premise? Okay, it revolves around two brothers, and they're both Gumbanga, like they're kind of like high up in 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 their nation. Right. Their I think it's their uncle is the clever man. Right. And the clever man is a figure in this nation, uh, who is like a spiritual leader and has a lot of powers, and one of them is gonna inherit. The role of clever man. So the two estranged brothers, one of them is going to... One of them will be okay, clever right. man. Okay. Is that predetermined or is like a rivalry? Well, no, the the clever man himself picks right. before he dies. Okay, all right. You know, and one of them has been, you know, he's grown up being like, I'm going to be the clever man. Mm. And the other one's kind of left the community. Right. And the other thing that happens is six months before the show starts. Mm. So the the time that we're in. Mm. 6 months before that is the these people called the hairy people come out, you know, they announce that they exist. Okay. They've been, you know, in hiding for thousands of years. Okay, yeah. They live much longer than humans. Mm-hmm. They are covered in hair, like wispy hair, mm-hmm. and they have like amazing strength. Okay. So you've got all of like Australia being like, like all of non-Indigenous Australia being like, who are these people? They're dangerous. And they like um, lock them in zones. Okay. And the zones that they lock them in are like traditionally Indigenous areas. So I think it's set in Sydney. Okay. Yeah. And you've got like um, Indigenous people and hairy people, you know, 
being kind of corralled into these zones. Okay. Then the clever man dies in very suspicious circumstances and the, like the brother who's not in the community becomes the clever man. Wow. So you've got this huge rivalry that's been going on. It's really complicated by the fact that these are like, you know, half brothers. One of them really identifies as, you know, I'm going to be the clever man. I'm going to be leading my people. You know, I'm going to solve the kind of divide between hairy people and humans. I'm going to solve the problems of, yeah, just like this segregated society that's become really violent. There's this weird organization that seems to be capturing and experimenting on hairy people. So there's all of this like really kind of amazing x-men stuff going on yeah, yeah, yeah and then you've got yeah the clever man is this guy who's kind of you know been like not exactly kicked out of the the community but has um has been estranged from yeah. and then he is kind of struggling with you know do i return to it do i you know what does this mean do i have a responsibility and and you know he does have these kind of superhero powers but he doesn't know how to use them wow that sounds really interesting right yes. yeah and i was reading about it so ryan griffin um he really wanted to be like super respectful of using these stories because a lot of aboriginal nations there's stuff that it's okay for people outside to know and yeah. there's stuff that's just not okay yeah so he like had a lot of kind of back and forwards with elders in his community and in other communities trying to make sure that this was yeah respectful yeah. but also that it was you know gripping compelling television that it was also going to be like yeah it was going to be like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or like X-Men and was going to be this kind of amazing indigenous media can you watch it online is it is it available online yeah so in Australia you can watch it on ABC so on the iview streaming service and it just premiered the second season I think a couple nights ago so I'm really excited to watch the the new ones don't spoil it for me guys and I'm pretty sure it also airs in the US cool so I don't know where else you can see it but if you can get a hold of it it is so good so many twists and turns it's got Deborah Mailman in it who is absolutely wonderful Miranda Tapsell showed up for like five seconds at the start and I was like yes and then she just hasn't been back I'm like where is she well I know what I'll be doing tonight right yeah yeah Yeah. it's just it's such a fantastic suspenseful and it seems like a really epic sort of a plot line like like the the premise that you've just told me it sounds like a major blockbuster movie Yeah, yeah fully fully so you've got this like mystery of what are they doing to the hairy people you've got this kind of like why have they come out now what has you know what does that mean and then you've got the clever man himself you know is he a good guy Mm, it's hard to say because he's a bit ambiguous and so is his brother they're both both actors I think are doing such a great job and both characters are so complicated Mm. and that's something that I just always look for in yeah in a tv show in a book in anything I want those characters to feel really real Mm. I want them to feel like yeah like real people because real people do make mistakes and do get confused and I think yeah there's a lot of great stuff guys check it out clever man get amongst it yeah I heard there's a mystery there there is you told me you're gonna tell me a mystery that was contemporary and that I had a chance of cracking it yes oh my gosh guys get your deer stalkers out put those on get the magnifying glass at the ready because we are about to be elbows deep. Whoa. Elbows deep in a mystery. Whoa. I'm going to get the blue light out. 
Ew. <laughs> Not that kind of mystery. Oh, sorry. Go on. <laughs> so recently, mm-hmm. I've become interested in a little thing called cryptocurrency. People might have heard of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So Bitcoin is a cryptocurrency. It's based on a program that was released onto the internet. I don't really know what it is, guys. I've had it explained to me so many times. Just from my really basic understanding is that you can, with real money, mm-hmm. you can buy these Bitcoins and that's like an online currency, but they have real value in the real world. Yes. Right? Yes. And you also mine them with your computer. So I'm going to keep that at that level. I could go deeper, but it gets... When you say mine them with your computer... Your computer can be set up to receive Bitcoins or receive any type of cryptocurrency by solving complicated equations. Okay. Let's just leave it there, guys. Let's just say this is our level of understanding. If you know more, let us know. If you don't, we're all in this together. Yeah. Internet money. Yes. So Bitcoin. In 2008, a figure, let's call them, a mysterious person mm. known only as Satoshi Nakamoto mm-hmm. released a like a paper mm-hmm. explaining how cryptocurrency and bitcoin would work right they then released onto the internet bitcoin right and people began mining it people began using it you know trading in it and bitcoin became really expensive basically from my understanding is it's just it's blown up right it, yeah it has so so one bitcoin is now worth three thousand dollars well almost three thousand almost like yeah. that's crazy it is crazy yeah yeah so guys if you ever got bitcoin in 2008 you might want to check on it <laughs> can we tell the story oh yeah so my partner the other day was in a cafe and met a guy who had done a like a carpentry job a few years ago, maybe four or five years ago, and had been paid in Bitcoin. Not much. It was like two grand or something, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. My partner was like, well, have you done anything with it? Because actually you might be a millionaire. (laughs) I Um, love this story. And it turns out he is. (laughs) So your partner went back the next day, spoke to the guy, and the guy was like, I've got $950,000. Right? Yeah. Yeah. High five right there. And this guy was just a barista in a cafe. Right? Not just, but like just going about his regular life. Yeah. And now he's like a millionaire. Amazing. The best story ever. Guys, if anyone wants to send us some Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) We will accept it. We will accept it. Just chuck it through to our Patreon. (laughs) But here's the thing Mm -hmm. about Bitcoin is there's like millions of dollars in Bitcoins sitting in an account under the name Satoshi Nakamoto. So millions of Bitcoin or Um, millions of dollars of Bitcoin? I think both. I think it's like millions of Bitcoin. So it's yeah, like a yeah. huge amount of money. Yeah. 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 But the thing is, nobody knows who Satoshi Nakamoto is. So this is the person that unleashed it, unleashed right? Unleashed it, okay, yeah. yeah. And not only that, those Bitcoins haven't moved. Mm. Like ever. Mm. In what? So 2008? So nine years. And if they do move, a couple things might happen. Yeah. Bitcoin might crash. Because yes, yeah. <laughs> it would suddenly be flooded with all of these extra Bitcoins. Yeah. Or it might suddenly explode again and and be worth more who knows does that mean i'm just figuring it out as we talk but does that mean there's only a a certain amount of bitcoin available oh okay so there's a limited number that's really interesting yes yep so nobody knows who satoshi nakamoto is 
and it's been a mystery. Everyone's been trying to figure out who they are. So you're telling me that we're about to solve the mystery of who this guy is. I don't know. You know, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to boast or anything, but I've got some candidates. Is there suspects? There are suspects. Okay, good. Okay, who are they? So the first one is Nick Sabo. Okay. So Nick Sabo is a cryptographer mm-hmm. from the US. Well, it's cryptocurrency. Yeah. Okay. Right, right. Our next candidate is Dorian Nakamoto from California. He's a physicist and he was born Satoshi Nakamoto. Same name. Same name. He's a physicist. He's a physicist. Probably has the skills. Could it be? But he's changed his name. He's changed his name. Interesting. Interesting. He was asked if he was Satoshi Nakamoto and he said, I can't comment on that. And then one of Satoshi Nakamoto's accounts that had been sitting silent for nine years posted on a forum and said, I am not Dorian Nakamoto. Oh, you could think a few things right? from that are they being defensive right are they just like no no no, that's not me yeah nah. right <laughs> or are they just trying to confuse the situation i don't know fascinating could be anything all right so the third theory mm. is that satoshi nakamoto is a pseudonym yes for a group of people yes so there's like some group of like i'm gonna say elite hacksaws yeah who created Bitcoin and have then since faded anonymously into the ether. That makes sense to me because yeah. usually if it's something like a project like this, you have a few really bright brains coming together right? to deliver a product. Yeah. So the fourth one is Gavin Anderson. Yeah. And he is the chief scientist at the Bitcoin Foundation Ooh. and was one of the first people to receive any Bitcoins. That is fascinating. That's very interesting. Do you have an idea? I've got an idea. Well, you you know, we've got we've got There's one last more. one. Right, we've sorry. got one last Go on. one. All right. So the last one is Craig Wright, mm-hmm. who is an Australian. Oh. And Do you know he him? you know I know. I mean, you know. <laughs> Craig and I go way back. <laughs> right. Um, he actually claimed to be Satoshi Nakamoto. Right. Said that he had undeniable evidence. Right. But Backed out at the last second. And here's the other interesting thing. He Mm. has since been arrested by the Australian Federal Police. That is a mystery and a half. That is a mystery and a half. Okay, so what's your guess? I think it's all of them. (laughs) (laughs) No, listen, hear me out. I think it's all of them and they're spread out all over the world, you know, throwing, starting little spot fires. It's me, it's not me, but really it's just all of them. Oh. And they're like, we can't be in the same place. We can't seem to know each other. Right, But really, right. it's all of their cooperation. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Okay, okay. Just to, you know, amp the mystery. Because yeah. people love that about a company, yeah. right? All right, do you want to hear my theory? Yeah, definitely. My theory. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> I can't confirm that. <laughs> I can't comment on that. Um, no, my theory is, and, you know, don't throw this out straight away. All right. All right. Just stay, sit in it. Okay. Think about it. Okay. Okay, so you know Sesame Street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep looking into my no, I'm eyes. Looking into your soul. Yeah. Look into my soul. Understand what I'm Cookie saying. Cookie Monster, Elmo, no, Oscar the Grouch. No. Well, here we go. 
Oscar the Grouch. Think about it. He doesn't want to speak to anyone. Mm-hmm. He's always hiding in that can. He is. There could be internet to that can. We don't know. That's true. He's got these Grouch Kateers. Who are they? Maybe they're Nick Zabu. Maybe they're, maybe they're uh, you know, Dorian Nakamoto. You're saying that Oscar the Grouch is the mastermind. I'm saying that Oscar the Grouch is the mastermind. And these people that you mentioned yeah. are his minions. And maybe as children, they were Grouch Kateers. Well, guys, we're out of time, but what do you think about that? I mean, I think I've got this one nailed. In the bag. I've got it in the bag. If you have any ideas, if you believe in Eddie's idea, if you want to riff off Eddie's idea, get in touch. Crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. We can keep you anonymous if you want. Yeah. If you are the head of Bitcoin. If you are Satoshi Nakamoto, get in contact. Get in touch. We'll confirm that you are, in fact, Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Um, You can do it at Twitter, Crimetimepod. You can go to our website, crimetimepod.com. And if you uh, want to send us some Bitcoin, you can do that on our Patreon. Just check it out. It's on our webpage. And uh, I'm just going to sit with that mystery for a while now. I mean, yeah. My My other theory is internet ghost. Love it. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. A ghost created by everybody's presence on the internet. It's now become self aware, created Bitcoin. Eddie, that's a great idea for a book. Yeah. A self-aware. So we're not talking AI. We're talking... A ghost. But from the energies of the people that use the internet. Yeah. i got to pull the plug. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.